Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Elevate Coaching Podcast with myself, Laura, and today I'm going to be following on from last week's pod episode where I spoke a little bit about my journey so far and yeah, I'm a little bit nervous and and I've tried recording this episode so many times now and I've stopped every time because I don't know it just hasn't felt right it hasn't felt like I've done it any justice and I also feel like I just start rambling on and talking a bit much and then I just get frustrated and I've and I've stopped and I think that's down to a couple of things one being that I don't have a lot of memory of that period of time anymore. Um, like, obviously, I remember some things, but I find it hard to go into, like, specifics and details. I, I don't really have memories of the specifics and and the details of things. So I think I find that difficult. And because I don't remember, sometimes I feel like I'm missing things out or... yeah, I just feel like maybe it doesn't make that much sense because I don't remember and then I get a little bit apprehensive. What if people don't believe me and they think I'm lying because I can't remember, but I know that's just absolutely ridiculous. No one's going to think that I'm lying about this and if you do, well, that says more about you than it does me, hey? Um. So yeah, so a little apprehensive and this is going to be the first time that I've actually spoken about some of these experiences. So it's going to be really raw, really real, and I'm going to talk from my heart here. Uh, There may even be some tears, who knows, (laughs) who knows, but I also want to put a trigger warning out now, so I'm going to talk about some taboo subjects, and some of the topics might be upsetting, so, and if you're here and you're going to judge me for anything that I'm about to share with you, anything that I'm about to talk about, then I just kindly ask that you leave, you unfollow, unsubscribe, turn the podcast off, whatever it is that you've got to do, you go and do that because your judgment's not welcome here. These are some really tough subjects that I'm going to talk about and some incredibly hard decisions that I had to make that completely changed my life and broke my heart literally into pieces. So the things that I'm going to talk about aren't to be taken lightly. They're not decisions that I made quickly off the whim. Um, Yeah, and I always hold a judgment-free space for everyone else. And please just do the same for me. That's that's all I ask. Love, compassion, kindness. Um, So I guess, why do I want to talk about this now? Is the question that you're probably thinking and in all honesty I feel like it's because I'm fully healed now I've done all of the work I've been in therapy psychologists psychiatrists support groups literally I've done everything possible to heal myself from that period of time specifically when I was in that abusive relationship but then also through uh, from just lifelong childhood trauma 
I've also done the work and I still continue to do the work on that because things still show up now that trigger me and impact my my life, the decisions I make on a day-to-day basis from those events. So I think it's really important that I still show up for myself and I still continue to do the work because it's a never-ending journey, to be honest. Uh, Self-development, discovering who you are, who you want to be, who you were in the past and all of those things is a never-ending journey. It's constantly evolving and it's a journey that I will forever be on. I will always have a therapist. I absolutely love my therapist to pieces. Um, I've been with her for around four years now, I think. I think it'll be four years this year. And she created such a safe space for me to express myself, to heal, um, and to just show up completely as I was. And I can't express enough gratitude to her for that it's completely life-changing the support and the space that she offered me so she holds a very special place in my heart and I just love the work that we do together so I'm confident now that I can talk about these things I do talk about these things one-on-one with people but I haven't publicly in a forum like this before um and I, I just feel like I know who I am. I'm confident in myself. I'm I I know that I made the right decision for myself at that time. I'm and no one can persuade me otherwise. But I also know that there is great power in vulnerability and I want to use that as my strength and I do use that as my strength. So I also want you to know that there is power in your vulnerability and great things always come from the darkest of places. I know it doesn't always seem like it, but I promise you there is always a silver lining to be found, even if that's years down the line, like it was for me, there is always a silver lining and always something that we can learn. So I don't I don't want to say I look forward to the challenges, but I definitely look forward to the lessons and the things that I'm going to learn about myself and others through those challenging times. And now I'm in a mindset where I can totally embrace brace the challenges when they pop up because I know that the growth that I have to go through on the other side is going to be completely life changing. And every situation that I've been in so far that has been like that has been completely life changing for myself. But before I go any further today, I just want to say if you're here and you're going to judge me and you're going to judge, uh, make judgments about any of the decisions that I've made and anything, any of the topics that I'm going to talk about, then please just leave please unsubscribe, unfriend, unfollow, whatever it is that you've got to do, please go ahead and leave. Um, so where to start? I guess, I guess it makes sense to start in 2018, as that's when I actually got with my ex. And I'll be honest, I completely fell in love with him very quickly. And I didn't see the warning signs. But he actually had really severe drug and alcohol addiction. Um, that that massively impacted me. I didn't realize it at the at all at the beginning, and you can call me naive and you know all of these sorts of things. But the thing is, abusers will 
have tactics that they use and if you followed me for years you will know that I actually spoke about a lot of this on my Instagram before about the tactics and things that they that they use so you know they have tactics and things like love bombing and they sort of groom you to to make you fall in love with them to manipulate you to be able to use you to meet their own needs and that's definitely what happened to myself. Um, again, I just find it really difficult to talk about specifics because I don't really have a lot of memory. But I do remember that that relationship moved super quick. Um, super, super quick. I moved in after a couple of months. I had a key. We had a house together. But it wasn't smooth sailing. Like, on the outside looking in it probably looked like it was a fairy tale but it couldn't be anything further from <laughs> from a fairy tale is actually hell and the worst time of my life so i moved in really quick and the day i moved in i just cried my eyes out and cried and cried and cried because i moved in on my own i had no help from him and we argued and he told me he didn't even want me to be there and it's just one of those heart sinking moments when like fuck I've literally just given up the lease where I was renting I'm now in a house with you you don't want me here I don't know what to do and that's where things got worse because obviously I was isolated I was living with him and the control and the manipulation just went to another level but again I don't really remember the ins and outs of things that that happened in that relationship and I don't really want to go into the ins and outs of the the minute things that happen. That's not really relevant. But over the course of those nine months that we were together, um, my confidence slowly got chipped away. I my mental health just kept deteriorating, and it got too. It got really bad at some points. And I don't think I realised how bad it was until I was actually out of the relationship. But the turning point for me was when I actually fell pregnant. And we, I wasn't on contraception. We made the choice to not use contraception uh, for a few different reasons. I, you know, I wanted a baby then. Um, I'd grew up my whole life always wanting a family. And uh, that was something that we decided to do super quick, I know. And when I think and I look back now, I'm like, Jesus, Laura, what was you doing? But I can't hold that judgment because that's not helpful. That's not, yeah, it's just not helpful to myself and it's not helpful to anyone else that's going through a situation similarly. Um, and very easy to say when you're you're looking back, you know, hindsight is a great thing. But we did fall pregnant and initially it was really exciting I was over the moon we both were over the moon we told our family and we celebrated but from there things just got a whole lot worse the drug and addiction issues become really prominent they couldn't be avoided anymore and the level of control manipulation just got to a whole new level I was signed off of work because I was just so unwell mentally um he decided he didn't want the baby anymore and 
I was heartbroken because I was torn between making this decision. And at that moment, I was still in love with this person and didn't realise I was in an abusive relationship. So I was torn because I was thinking I was going to have to make a decision between this person that I love and this baby that I so desperately want that we tried for. Um, and then he went back and forth and he decided he definitely didn't want the baby um and it was going to be up to me if I decided I wanted to keep it or not if I wanted to be with him and just absolutely heartbreaking that whole experience it literally tore my heart into pieces yeah it literally just tore my heart into pieces and you know I was pregnant I could feel the baby inside of me I had every single <laughs> symptom I actually knew I was pregnant before I'd done the pregnancy test was which was the weirdest most surreal experience because one day I was at work and I was like why do I keep touching my belly like why do I keep touching my belly I looked at my calendar I was like oh my god my period is due today my period is always like clockwork and I went and got a pregnancy test at lunch and it come back pregnant. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> really surreal, really, really surreal experience. So, yeah, I had literally every single symptom of being pregnant. I had acne. I had really bad bloating, digestion. I had cramping. I had sickness oh my god the sickness was so bad I couldn't actually eat anything like I couldn't keep any food down me and I had to get these awful anti-sickness tablets which kind of helped but they didn't help so yeah it wasn't smooth sailing from from the moment I found out I was pregnant and the exhaustion oh my gosh I was just exhausted 24 7 I couldn't get enough sleep um so yeah, so I could literally feel being pregnant every single second of the day and knowing that I was in this position where I had to make a decision on being in a relationship, having the baby, not having the baby, tore me apart. And as the weeks went on, I was signed, you know, I'd been signed off completely then because I was broken. And as the weeks got went on, I... I was like, I can't make this decision, I can't make this decision, I can't do it. And it eventually got to a point where I just called my dad and he just said, pack your, pack your clothes, get in the car and come here. And that's exactly what I'd done. And I remember him. Oh, sorry. I remember one of my best friends at the time. She come over to help me pack and put my stuff in the car. And we literally just put whatever could fit in the back of my car. And that was the last time I was there. And then I came to Wales. I was living in Hertfordshire at the time. And I came to Wales and my family knew what was happening wasn't right. And I'm so grateful that that they were able to help me because 
I was so mentally unwell at that point, like, I couldn't even get myself to a doctor's appointment, um, you know, I couldn't function, I literally couldn't function, and it was when I went to the doctors, uh, they actually put me in touch with women's aid, and I remember just being a little bit confused, because I was like, what, why do I, why, why do I need help from women's aid and then I had the I can't remember what they're called um the mental health team for pregnant women I can't remember the name of of the like association charity or or whatever they're called um and I was put under the care of those straight away because obviously my mental health was in such a bad state and being pregnant, I couldn't take any medication or anything like that. So they were really concerned for my welfare. Um, and that was when I realised I was in an abusive relationship. And I decided that I wanted to keep the baby and that's what I was going to do. And when I made that decision, again, you know, things just got worse when it comes to the abuse, the manipulation and, and the control. Even though I was 200 miles away in Wales, still didn't stop any of the abuse happening. Um, and I was really depressed, like really depressed throughout that whole pregnancy, um, which ended up being three months in the end, three months to the day. Um, I had no way of paying my bills. I had no, nowhere to live. I was staying in the spare room of my dad's, which was actually my niece's bedroom covered in Peppa Pig and dolls and, you know, no wardrobe, no nothing for any of my belongings to go in and literally didn't belong. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. I had no space of my own, no nothing. And although my family were completely supportive and they said that they would do whatever it takes and help and, you know, help me with the baby, raise the baby. The more I thought about it, the more I realised that I couldn't actually go through with the pregnancy and have the baby. Um, I had nowhere to live for a start. Like, what the hell was I going to do with a baby with nowhere to live, with no money I couldn't afford to to do anything my income had just com completely gone from me because I had to run away 200 miles and, and leave my job so I was pretty fucked I was in debt at the time because of that because I had no money to to survive um my mental health was at an all-time low um I was actually very, very suicidal at the time. I uh, didn't eat, I didn't leave the bed, I didn't sleep. I, I, for weeks, I would just lay in bed. And realizing that I needed to, I needed to be okay to bring a baby into this world and I wasn't okay, like what, what trauma would I pass on to that poor child, for one, is what I was thinking. I don't want that child to grow up and be fucked up like me. Um, and 
I was pretty fucked up at that time too. So I was like, I don't know how I can even do this if I can't even look after myself. And there was all of these things of nowhere to live, no home, no car, no, no nothing. And it just seemed like the worst case scenario. Um, well, it was, it absolutely was the worst case scenario. And a lot of reflecting, a lot of therapy sessions, a lot of working with my doctor, a lot of working with women's aid, talking to my family, my friends, I come to the decision that it was the best thing to not go ahead with the pregnancy. And I don't even have any words to describe the pain. Yeah, I literally don't even have any words to describe the pain when it comes to making that decision. And also, I'm sorry for crying. I didn't think I was going to cry, you know, but oh, here I am. And it was the worst day of my life going through that procedure. I had to travel from Wales to England because we all agreed that I would need to have anaesthetics so that we could try to reduce any PTSD that I had. Um, and so that I didn't have any memory of the procedure because I definitely didn't want memory of that happening. So I had to travel to London. I had the procedure done and I was no longer pregnant. 12 weeks to the day I was no longer pregnant. Um, but I... I literally, it sounds crazy, people will probably think I'm crazy, but I literally talk to my baby all the time. I know that she's with me. I feel like she would be a little girl. Um, I talk to her all the time. I have things around around the flat to remind me of her. I wear this necklace around my neck every single day that my therapist gave me, which is a rose quartz angel crystal, um, so that she is always with me and... She has been the catalyst for all of the positive change in my life. I probably wouldn't actually be alive, potentially, if I hadn't have gone through that experience and if it wasn't for her, because she honestly gave me the strength to not continue living like this anymore. And from there, I just... I just really wanted to be okay. I really wanted to be healthy in my mind, in my emotions, in my body. I just was so desperate to not feel like that and to not be in a situation like that again where someone else could have that much control and power over me. Um, so I have spent years in therapy, years processing everything that I've been through in life and I'm so grateful I wouldn't change those experiences as painful as they are. I really wouldn't change those experiences because they've shaped the person that I am today. And I am the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Like, I am truly so happy. I love living in Wales. I, I believe that sometimes 
if we don't make a decision, we're pushed into making that decision and moving to Wales was something that I've always wanted to do, but I always had a job or, um, you know, I started a business, I had a boyfriend, there was always some reason why I never took the move to Wales. And I believe that this was one of those situations that just pushed me into actually doing it. And I love being 10 minutes away from multiple different beaches, being near the mountains, the countryside, being near, you know, my dad, of course, I miss my mum, my sister, my nephew, my brother, and, you know, my friends from, from back at home, but being in Wales feels like home, it feels like where I'm meant to be, I just love nature, and I never realised until I moved here how much I love nature, and I love the outdoors, and I love the sea, it truly brings me so much, like, peace and calm in my heart, um, yeah, so it was, a life-changing experience to go through and was the catalyst for all of the change that I've had in my life and is what gives me strength to to get back up if I can literally go through through that experience and lose my baby I don't I can't really say you know the words the the termination I find it really hard to, to say that um but if I didn't because I, I feel I honestly feel like I lost the baby it wasn't it was taken away from me although I made the right decision it was still taken away from me so I do really feel like I I lost the baby I grieved I still grieve um I have the anniversary of her due date I had the anniversary of when I had the procedure and I think about her every single day so I still grieve. The pain is still there. But I'm just so grateful for that strength that I got from it. Because I literally will not be in another situation like that. And that's... I, and going through that experience, I started talking to my therapist about how I wanted to help support other women become healthy, happy. And, you know, then I started to do all of these other courses and my own self-development, my own learning. And then as the years went on and I realised how, how much fitness helped me get through that time and my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health, all of those things. And I started to put the fitness aspect together with the looking after your mental and emotional well-being and your spiritual well-being and your life fulfillment and then I realized like wow I have so much power in myself to make a life that I absolutely love a life that I really want to live and and I get to choose to not be in a situation like that again and that's just so empowering to know. I just I just find it incredible to know that there is so much that we can do at our fingertips that can improve the quality of our life. And the first step is by just starting to look after yourself. And that really was it for me with my, my healing. I would go to the gym because I needed to get out of the house. So I would socialise and I was probably quite shy or would avoid a lot of people avoid eye contact for a while but it gave me a purpose to get up get dressed leave the house 
It also gave me a reason to eat because I needed to eat to fuel those workouts. I needed to get good sleep. I would, I had Dylan, obviously, so Dylan needed to be walked. So I had no choice but to do some of these things because I had Dylan to look after as well. So I needed to, to take him out for a walk and he needed to be cared for. And crazy, I know, but Dylan was like my anchor through all of that. He, <laughs> he's literally, I can't even put into words how much he means to me and how much he helps me get through those situations. And I know people will probably think it's crazy, but then I know that, you know, some of you other dog mums out there will totally get what I'm saying. But yeah, I just realised how interconnected all of those things were and how important it was to become independent, resilient, empowered, in control, attuned to my body, attuned to my mind. Because by having control over all of those, or awareness, sorry, controlled the wrong word, I think by having an awareness of all of those things, I can cultivate a life that I really love and enjoy and I'm aware of what I don't like, I'm aware of what I do like, I know what my values are, I know who I am as a person, I know what my boundaries are, what I will, what I won't tolerate, what takes away from my energy, what gives me energy, what I need to show up as the best version of myself in this world. I'm aware of all of that now and that's because I went to the darkest place possible, the lowest place possible and... And I want to I want to help other women build that independence, build that resilience, that determination inside of them, because it is there. And when we can unlock all of that within ourselves, we truly can become the happiest, healthiest version of ourselves. We can have better quality relationships. We can have hobbies that we're actually interested in. Like I completely stopped drinking alcohol. Alcohol was something that didn't serve me I realized that the healed Laura actually doesn't like alcohol she doesn't like being out of control she doesn't like being wild and I started to learn all of these new things about myself by going through this process and it was just completely eye-opening and I'm just so incredibly grateful that I did get to go through that because I was living with a bit of a like a mask um I didn't really know who I was I had no idea what my actual interests were what my hobbies were I had no idea what was going on in my mind and my body I didn't even realize I had anxiety when the psychologist told me I had anxiety I was like no I don't what are you on about I was just worried I'm just a person that worries and yeah they entertained me and called it worry for a little while until I actually was like do you know what I think you're onto something here maybe I do have anxiety um yeah so incredibly difficult for me to to talk about these things I think it's incredibly important and there's so much more I could say on this subject but I feel like I'm probably at my emotional limit for today so I'm gonna end this pod episode here but I just want to say that if you are going through something similar you know someone that's going through something similar, you've been through something similar, or you're just going through a really tough time, I want you to know that And on the other side of that, it really doesn't feel like it right now, but on the other side of that is happiness, health, 
longevity, all of those things that you're looking for. You, the true you, is on the other side of those things. So lean into your vulnerability, use it as your strength, use it as your power, and keep pushing through because it's so, so worth it when you get to the other side. And I appreciate you you listening and, and opening your heart and being kind and caring, compassionate towards me, especially while I talk about some of these things. I, I really, really appreciate you all listening and I hope that you can take some inspiration from me sharing my story and it helps you heal parts of yourself that potentially need healing as well um yeah so thank you so much I hope that this is actually the final version that I'm going to use because I don't want to have to record this for a tenth time (laughs) it might never happen otherwise but I hope you have a lovely rest of your day whatever you're doing if you have any questions on anything as always my inbox is open I love to help and I will catch you all a bit later